last night I went to a musical theater bar and uh-huh. they it happened to be Hocus their fourth annual Hocus Pocus night. Oh shit. Love it. And they wrote like the bar wrote their own condensed play of Hocus Pocus. Oh, and oh, passed God. out candy and costumes for like there was like maybe like 12 people in the bar and we just like recited the play you- and there was a piano player. That is so cool. It was so cool. And I had no idea it was happening. And I was like, oh, this was amazing. That is amazing. So when this comes out tomorrow, (laughs) I'm impressed. Nothing like working at the last minute. I was going to say, I'm impressed with your um, work ethic. Tomorrow is Halloween. I got a reminder on my phone because apparently my phone doesn't know me at all. (laughs) What were you for this weekend, Helene? I was nothing and it was great. (laughs) I bet. So I was undead Snow White and I also, I, I kind of got confused with the artistic direction of my costume because, um, so first I was like, I'm going to get one of those poison apple purses and it'll be like, I'm undead Snow White. Like Prince Charming never saved me. I took a bite of the apple and I died. And so I did all this like zombie makeup, which you guys know I can't do makeup. So that was a whole thing. But then I had this choker and it's lace, but it's like a reddish maroon color. So I worked. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It looks like I like got like yeah. decapitated or something. And then after we were there, I was like, Oh, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but I mean, who cares? Apple and decapitation. I ate the you apple. Look great. Thank you. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> I ate the apple. I was dying. The prince never came. And then that one hunter guy got really mad and was like, fuck it. And just <laughs> chopped my head off. <laughs> what were you, Jamie? I was a dragon. I'm a dragon in progress. It's adorable. I lost some scales though on Saturday <laughs> because I had oh, to, no. to do one of my favorite things to do when inebriated. Oh, yeah. yep. Which is oh my god! I didn't even think about what you were wearing when you did that. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No, my my costume had a lot to be read. It's it's not as good as it once looked. Oh no. Um, but one of my favorite things to do inebriated is to take a bath or shower with all of my clothes on, and so I did that. And then in the, her costume, in my costume, which is a bunch oh. of scales, and the scales started like they all went down my drain and like clogged it. Oh no. <laughs> Basically, last weekend was like the hardest I've failed in a very long time. Yeah, last weekend like, was rough. I got sick in an Uber, and now I have a really big bill. She left her keys in said Uber. Yep. The True Crime Podcast, we're doing a Halloween episode. Yeah. Yes. As we mentioned, like, probably 40 minutes ago or however long ago, this is a special Halloween episode. I also want to say, for people who noticed, I did post an episode last week or the week before, something like that, our Urban Legends episode, but our freaking podcast host they ran some kind of update and it deleted it. And I didn't notice until people commented on Instagram asking if it was going to be on Spotify. Thank you so much for doing that, by the way, because it should always be on Spotify immediately because that's on our our feed. Um, And so I emailed them and they were like, oh yeah, sorry, we must've lost it during the update. And I'm like, I'm sorry. How the fuck are you not? If you're going to have some kind of update that deletes shit, how are you not going to give your clients a warning? Yeah. So that one went up. So now you're actually getting two episodes this week. Oh, that one went up? Yes. It's finally up and I even double checked and it's up. Nice. This is your treat. Yeah. We were gone for two weeks and now you get two episodes. Yeah. Um, Like I said, this is, like we all said, this is a special Halloween episode. So we're doing a Halloween story. So it it took place 
on Halloween night. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. So it's Halloween night, 1974 in Deer Park, Texas. Okay. Okay. So Ronald O'Brien and his neighbor, Jim Bates, took their children out trick-or-treating, as one does. So the Bates would hang back by the sidewalk and Mm -hmm. O'Brien would actually like walk the kids up. And so O'Brien was bringing, uh, he has eight-year-old son, Timothy, and five-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. And then um, I'm not sure how old Bates' son was. He had two kids. So his kids are pretty young. At one of the houses, no one answered the door, which is like, okay, that's lame. It's Halloween. Mm -hmm. But like also, if the lights are off, like you leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Um, So the kids kept on moving because obviously they want as much candy as fast as they can. And then O'Brien stayed behind this time. And then a few minutes later, he rejoined the group. And he had his hands full of five of those, like, giant pixie stick things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, like, you know, that you guys walked away. I waited. Someone finally came to the door, and they gave me this candy. So here you go. That face is correct. It's really fucking sketchy. So um, so he he gave a pixie stick each to his two kids. He gave two for Bates' kid, and there, was, there were five. So then he recognized this uh, 10-year-old boy from church and gave him the fifth one. Yeah. And, you know, they just keep on going. Uh, then it starts to rain. Mm. So they kind of, they were like, all right, this is good enough. Let's go home and see what you got. They go home and he says to his kids could each have one piece of candy before bed, mm-hmm. which seems to me a little stingy because it's like all you want to do on Halloween is tear through your candy. Yeah. Then yeah. again, I also like don't eat healthy and I like have a horrendous sleep schedule. So I guess I'm not. <laughs> no, you know what? One of the things – okay, so I have this friend back home and her – she's not really a friend. Her mom is a doctor <laughs> and her dad's a lawyer. And they're, like, very – they're my mom's friends, actually. So, like, I'm not going to talk shit on them, but I am going to talk shit on them <laughs> is what I meant to say. They would have their kids pick out 10 pieces of candy and then donate the rest. <gasps> no. Which is, like, I'm sure that's great. You're teaching your kids to, like, Okay, love, but not but really, like, though, because why, why is the thing you're donating candy? Yeah, you could go like, buy your own. Are you going to a shelter and these kids don't have, like, food and families? Yeah. But you're like, oh, take my Butterfinger. Yeah. No. And also just, like, your kids work all day long. And that's what they get. I thought it was fucked up. Halloween is unpaid labor. It really is. <laughs> And you know what? And here's another thing, because I also wonder if that was like a health thing. They're like, we don't want you eating too much candy. My parents didn't like me eating candy, and we had like free reign over our Halloween candy, and that shit would last me until the next Halloween. Oh, yeah, because it's like also when you're allowed to, it's not like super taboo, and you're not like, I want to do it just to do it, so you only eat it when you actually want to eat it. And you're little, so like one piece is like fine, you know, eat. Seven bags I mean, of M&M's because you forgot to bring breakfast to work. <laughs> well, I mean, I had like – I have some candy around the house from like the Disney party and from uh, – I bought snacks because we drove San Francisco, so you want to eat in the car. And like this morning, I like opened something and I started to eat it and I just was like, what am I doing? And I just spit it out because it was like 8 in the morning and it was so sweet. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> okay. Now I want a pixie stick or a fun dip. Right? I want a fun dip. Oh, fun dip. Because then you can eat the stick. Yeah. Yes. I was just thinking that. <laughs> and it doesn't taste good, but you're so excited you can eat it. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's yeah. like kind of chalky, but I, but it's fun yeah. to eat. That's like the edible bracelets or edible underwear. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, they're so <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting. But All you always right. want them. So Timothy chose the giant pixie stick as his 
one piece of candy. Smart move. Giant pixie. Yeah. It's going to take you a long time to finish. You get to stay up later. <laughs> uh, game the system, kids. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't open it. He was really struggling, so he gave it to his dad to open it for him. Um, and then okay. when he finally did open it, he said it tasted really bitter. Okay. Which is kind of like the opposite of what a pixie stick, stick, yeah. stick is. It's literally sugar. Also, yeah. like, how hard is it to open a pixie stick? Yeah, remember that. Okay. And so his dad just gave him some Kool-Aid uh, to get the bad taste out of his mouth and sent him to bed with a belly full of sugar. <laughs> All right. One piece of candy, but it can be a giant pixie <laughs> stick and you can wash it down with Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm concerned about the Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's there's a lot of sugar in Kool-Aid. It's giving me Jonestown vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not far off. Um, so uh, a short while later, Timothy started throwing up. And then he started to convulse. Uh, his dad sat there and held him as they waited for the ambulance to oh. arrive. Uh, but it wasn't quick enough. And poor 10-year-old Timothy died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Holy shit. He not died? Even, not even an hour after eating the candy. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, of course, put the fear of God in everyone in Deer Park, Texas. <laughs> so all these parents were going to the police station, like, bringing bags of candy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's poisoned. It's yeah. got razor blades and blah, blah. And this actually, I'll get into it more later, but this is kind of the start of that urban legend. Uh, it's one of those urban okay. legends that actually does have some truth to it, but also, like, mostly not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But we'll get back into that. Uh, So an autopsy revealed that Timothy had a lethal dose of potassium cyanide in his Mm. system. And they checked the pixie sticks. And what do you know? There's potassium cyanide in that too. Kind of a lot of it. So the police are like, fuck, he said he found five of them. And this one kid died from one of them. So so they're like running all over town trying to get the rest of the pixie sticks. Well, luckily, so the other one was at... (laughs) I just imagine like cops running up to doors with rollers. Do you have a pixie stick? And someone brings out their pixie stick, but then they measure it and they're like, no, it's too short. <laughs> it's going to be 20 inches. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So the, uh, the first pixie stick, Pete <laughs> Timothy ate what? Oh, I'm just also picturing now, like, you know, the scene in like Goodfellas where they're like pouring the cocaine in the toilet and trying to flush <laughs> yeah. it. I'm picturing people doing that with their pixies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God damn it, they're coming. Anyways. Um, yeah, so, okay, so Timothy had one pixie stick. There was another one for the guy's daughter. So they got those. Okay. Um, they just The neighbor had the other two. So then there was the, the last one, which was the kid from church, the 10-year-old from church. Oh, right. Um, so they get to his house, and his parents start to freak out because they're going through his candy, and they couldn't find it. And it's like a fucking giant pixie stick. Oh, so, so it's yeah. not going to be hidden. Yeah. They go – They well, they run upstairs, and they find their son fast asleep clutching the pixie stick. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, but then they go to look at it. And remember, Timothy needed his dad's help to open yeah. it. So the little boy struggled to open it and ended up just falling asleep with it in his hands. Oh, my God. So that's, that's how fucking close that kid came to dying. That's so and He was lucky. 10. Uh, so he narrowly avoided death because he couldn't open the pixie stick. See, that's the universe telling you. If you can't do something, yeah. don't keep trying. Yeah. Everyone, if you fail once, give it up. 
I don't know if I agree with that per se. <laughs> it will save your life. You're but if welcome. you're doing, but sometimes, you know, we have those moments where we're like about to do something that we know we shouldn't and then something happens and it stops you and you're like, ooh, maybe that was close. And then sometimes yeah. we ignore that instinct and we do it anyway. That's me. And it's always a mistake. Yep. <laughs> Story of my life. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so they get all the pixie sticks back. They test all of them. They all test positive for potassium cyanide. Yeah. Uh, so the lab discovered, coming back, the lab discovered that someone had cut the tops off of the candies, mm. topped each of them off with about two inches of poison, Jesus. and then resealed them with heavy-duty staples, which is... Staples? Yeah, which is why none of the kids could open them because you needed to cut it. Ooh. Also, just like a kid should feel like there aren't Staples and candy. That's true. Yeah, there are- well, no, sometimes when you get those, like, like the pixie sticks, sometimes they have that, like, big metal clamp thing around and you have to, like, cut to get into it. No, I've never seen that in a pixie stick. I think you have, and I just need to find a picture of it and show you, but I'm not going to do it right now. Okay. I will Kayla, what if, what if you've consumed toxic pixie sticks your whole life? Then I'm a now- fucking superhuman mutant because it didn't kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what your, um, like, mental illness comes from. <gasps> Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Kayla's origin story, hero origin story. (laughs) Yay. Um, Okay. So the Timothy's pixie stick had enough cyanide in it to kill two full adults, whatever that means. Normal average. (laughs) Throwback (laughs) to all our listeners that have been here since the beginning. (laughs) Which was like two days ago. (laughs) Um, Full of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so they tested the others, and all of the other pixie sticks each had enough cyanide to kill three to four adults. That's Whoa. That's a lot of fucking cyanide. That's over the top. Um, so the story is just so, so, because it's like fucking prototype. A few days after poor Timothy's burial, the O'Brien family's insurance agent called the police because something seemed fishy. What? So, turns out O'Brien's wife had no idea that the family had insurance policies on their children. And certainly not this many. Insane. You are betting on dying before your kids. No parent. No, your kids dying before you. Oh, yeah. Your kids dying before you. No parent should have no. an insurance policy on their child. I have life insurance, and the only reason I have it is because I can get it through my work. And I was like texting and it was really funny because actually when I told my dad, because I made my parents the beneficiaries, yeah. my dad, I was texting him and he was like, why, why are you doing all this? Yeah. What are you planning? And yeah. I was like, dad, I can't, this money would go to you. If I, if I die, I don't get any of it. So what would, how would I, <laughs> what it, are you it, would, it would be you planning. And he was like, all right, just, <laughs> I'm watching you. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, you should not be giving your money. Your, you should not make it the beneficiary. For parents be themselves if their kids, kids die. die. Yeah, that's insane. It is. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're like, oh, my kids, I just... Mine doesn't even go to my mom. Mine goes to Kelly. If I die and yeah. my mom's still alive, it goes to Kelly. Yeah. Because my mom was like, why? She I literally like, was like, don't give it to me because I'm going to die before you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, As that's a normal what parents would. <laughs> um. Yeah, but so that was like, oh, that's weird that she didn't – it's like it's not like they're divorced or anything, which still would be weird but because you'd still want to know. But yeah. like 
they live together. They're married. She had no idea. So he was like, this doesn't usually happen. And so, well, this is weird because I just jumped to something else. I will come back to that. (laughs) So police asked O'Brien where he got the candy on Halloween. You know, the very now that we now we know very poisonous candy. Mm -hmm. And he said he couldn't remember. And this feels like bullshit to me because like, like maybe he wouldn't say where because he's obviously lying. But like maybe like he was out there with the neighbor guy and I feel like you would remember that house because he waited. He stayed back and then met them later. So I feel like that would stick in your mind. So I don't know why they. Exactly. Like why would you remember your kids getting different candies at a house? Like if they were just going up and getting their little bowl filled. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's where they got their like Snickers or whatever. Like no, you wouldn't. You'd remember the, yeah. The situation was even more. I don't know, strange or hard to believe because remember it rained. So they went inside. Mm-hmm. So they only, they only went on like two streets before it rained. Oh wow. So it's not even like when I remember when I was kids, like we would walk, like we lived in like a neighborhood that was very just like, like we'd walk places all the time. Mm-hmm. Like when we went trick or treating, like we'd go all over. So like yeah. if you ask my parents, Oh yeah, where did they get this? You know, Snickers. They'd yeah. be like, I don't, I don't fucking, fucking know. know. We went to a million, but they literally went on two streets. You're going to remember that. And uh, also, I feel like you specifically remember if someone gives you something giant. That's like true. if you get a full bar, you're like, holy shit, full bar. Mm-hmm. So you would remember that. So the police also interviewed everybody on those streets and mm-hmm. no one was giving out pixie sticks of any variety or size. Interesting. No pixie stickers in two blocks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Can't have only chocolate. No, I agree. I also don't like chocolate. I like chocolate, but... If I'm getting candy, if I'm just like, I just want to eat some candy, I'm going to get like Starburst or Skittles or something sour, like a you want sour a, patch. Kiss. a mix. I want to, yeah, I want to just like snack and you can pop way more Skittles into your mouth than you can chocolates. They're True. so much heavier. True. <laughs> I love chocolate. Like I was living for my M&M packs and my crackle bars. Oh, see, so interesting. So you That's would get those. Wow. I would buy like the big box of like Starburst. I'm a Reese's girl. Or, the only time I like chocolate. Or if they had Twizzlers, because now I find myself sometimes being like, you know what? I'll get you be bad. Get some candy <laughs> at the movies, and then it's like it's fucking red vines. Yeah. Is there a red vines conspiracy in California? Everyone on the west side. Everyone on the west coast is what? like red vines are the best, and or is it just California? I don't know. I feel like on the I feel like that's like a movie theater staple. Like there's I rarely see Twizzlers. Although maybe AMC has Twizzlers. Wait, you don't see Twizzlers? Yeah. Twizzlers not are all- the movie theater sta- staple. Not, oh yeah. Not red vines. I feel like I see more red vines though. Yeah. Well, yeah, because out here they have red vines. Oh, okay. You can get red vines at home. I don't know. Because, I mean, I'm sure the reason that I am team Twizzlers is because I grew up eating Twizzlers. Yeah. Sure, if I grew up with red vines, I'd think they were better. But I didn't, so I don't. Boom. Done. (laughs) Um, Okay. So police had O'Brien walk him through the trick-or-treat route because they were like, we're going to shake some memory out of you. We're going to get you to remember which house it was. They did it like three times. And he still was like, I don't know. And they're like, you're okay you're starting to piss us off <laughs> like where the fuck did he get this pixie six and so then all of a sudden he remembers his memory gets jogged and uh, he takes him to the house he supposedly got the pixie sticks at and he explained the whole thing like when when we first knocked on the door they didn't answer then it gets really weird because then he's like so then he stayed back and he kept knocking which like 
Why are you that determined? Just go to a different house. But he said the door opened a tiny crack, like so much so that he couldn't see the person, just their (laughs) arm. And they just stuck their arm out the door with the pixie sticks. (laughs) So he got to know what they looked like because it was open so short. And he said the arm was hairy. That's the only detail he has. Um, so you <laughs> should, under if you can't remember anything else, know that that was creepy in and of itself. Oh, yeah. And great parenting. Great yeah. parenting. A strange, hairy arm comes yeah. out. With and then that's like, what I said. I'm yeah. like, if anything, right now, even if it wasn't him, O'Brien is guilty of negligent parenting. Yeah. Because why did you give your gift? Like, if I, for some reason, was, like, manic and, like, knocked on the door and I was like, no, you must give us candy <laughs> and kept knocking. If like this creepy freaking hairy hand just was like silently handing me giant pixie sticks of all things. You don't, I would be like, You'd be yeah, like, let's like, just toss yeah. these. This is probably rat poison. That was what I was attempting to say earlier, but I was too high to get that formulated. Right. I told you it would eventually yeah. kick in. Mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> okay. So they, they found the guy who, like, owned the house. They go to Houston's William Hobby P. Airport. That was really long to read. Wow. They fucking go and they arrest him at his work in front of his, like, coworkers. Like, just in the middle of the day, they're like, this is the homeowner, and they just go fucking arrest based him. Based on his arm? Oh, just no, based he's on Based homeowner. on what the, Yeah, yeah, it's the house, oh, okay. and they found out who owns the house. Okay. Um, but then they start talking to him. He's an air traffic controller, which is a fun fact. That was my dad's dream job, but much oh. like. Dwayne or Dwight in Little Miss Sunshine, he colorblind. Mm-hmm. Air traffic controller dream job though. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Over like a pilot. Air traffic controller. I feel like that's very Ed. <laughs> He's the cutest. Okay. Um, so he was doing that. So mm-hmm. he didn't get home Halloween night until 11 p.m. And he had over 200 people who could vouch for him and confirm his alibi. Because <laughs> he fucking, if you're, he's, he's the one everybody buzzes into when yeah. they're trying to, so it's like a lot of fucking people knew where he was. Okay, so this guy, his wife and daughter were home handing out candy that night, but he said they ran out of candy. Mm-hmm. So they turned off the lights and they locked the door and they didn't answer when people knocked, mm-hmm. which... As everyone who celebrates Halloween, at least in America, knows, your lights are off. That is the sign for, hi, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm either underprepared or I don't want to fucking talk to yeah. you. Or I'm out with my own kids. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't them. Okay. And when they were giving out candy, it wasn't pixie sticks. Okay. So now they're like looking into all of this. Meanwhile, O'Brien is being kind of weird. He threw a fit because his relatives didn't want to stay up the night of his 10-year-old son's funeral because he wanted them to watch a recording of him singing on TV because, oh, just wait, because he had written a song about Jesus and Timothy joining the Lord in heaven. And he wanted everyone in his family to stay up the same night that they buried their 10 year old relative to watch him sing. Damn. Ooh. What TV show is letting him sing? I, that's what I want to know. It didn't tell me. Awesome. Fucked up shit. Yeah. I don't like him. Also, if you murder your son, maybe don't, like, go on a TV show to sing about Jesus. Maybe fake some sadness, Dad, all right? fake sadness or get out of the camera. Because otherwise, you're going to be the Ramses. Well, he, I mean, he was. Oh. Um, Yeah, I think he might be guilty. So, so, but why? Why would this doting father kill his kids? Well, it turns out the O'Brien family was about $100,000 in debt. 
That's a lot. Yeah. And despite <laughs> this, O'Brien had been telling his coworkers that he was about to come into money. Wonder why that was. And this was a guy that like, you know, he'd, he'd done some shit. He'd been through some shit. He'd mm-hmm. had, he'd had over 21 different jobs in 10 years, which like as millennials, it's actually not that shocking because people change jobs a lot. But this was I was going to say, I feel like I've had like 17 jobs just this year alone. <laughs> wow. I, I was kind of shocked by that, but I oh, okay. also hate my job. So maybe <laughs> there's something to say. And the one he was at currently, like people were like, yeah, I thought he was probably going to get fired. Soon. <laughs> I wonder if that's what people think about me <laughs> when I walk into work. I wonder if Karina thinks that. I wonder if she's <laughs> like – Fired. Yeah, today's the day Jamie gets fired. <laughs> like you're like uh, Alana on Broad City. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, you're doing your work dismantling capitalism from the in yes. front of the side. Yes, right. absolutely. Take Look your cool. naps. Take your hour and a half lunch breaks. Fuck call yeah. your family on company time. Eat all the snacks in the office. All come in, call out, call in. However you do it, Jamie. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, dismantling capitalism from the inside. Fuck yes. Hell yeah. And, oh, and the family's car was about to be repossessed. Know that feeling? <laughs> and their home was in foreclosure. So they were, like, really in it. Yeah. So things just keep looking worse and worse for O'Brien because apparently he had asked one of his coworkers if just anyone could purchase potassium cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need a permit for that? Can we just it, do that? That's like the who is it with her fur skin coat? Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. Lizzie fucking Borden. With her seal skin coat. Yep. She walks into the pharmacy and is like, where do I buy the poison? Look, I think we did a really good episode on her. Yeah, that's good. I'm really proud of that. I think that he is the worst murderer of all time. Oh, it time. just keeps like worse. Where like, does someone get iodine cyanide? I don't fucking know. Was it potassium? <laughs> potassium cyanide. cyanide. I mean, you can buy. I feel like you can't just. But yeah, I feel like these are like chemicals and compounds that you shouldn't just have if you don't have like a reason. A teacher at Harris County Community College also came forward because O'Brien had he'd been taking classes there, Uh and he had asked one of his professors um, how much poison it would take to kill specific sized animals. Two hundred (laughs) mice. He also asked, "What is more lethal?" Cyanide or another type of poison? You know, you got to make sure you get that job done. And cost effectively. This man is just asking to be caught. Oh, my yeah. God, I know. So the, then then another witness came forward saying O'Brien had come into his wholesale chemical store asking to buy cyanide. <laughs> so that's where you get it, I guess. And he told O'Brien that five pounds was the small, smallest amount you could buy it in. And so he was like, oh, screw that, and left. Why do you need five pounds of that shit? You don't. <laughs> How are I'm really I don't know. Um, okay, so then as far as physical evidence went, they had that too. Because <laughs> they searched the O'Brien house and they found the original pieces of the five pixie stick tops. <laughs> they found a pocket knife that had traces of plastic and candy on the blade. You couldn't even fucking wipe the blade, O'Brien. <laughs> Literally just still has sugar on it. <laughs> Just lick the knife. Wow. <laughs> Dude. And after hearing what the insurance agent had said, police looked into all of the policies O'Brien had. Get fucking ready for this, okay? Uh-huh. So in January 1974, he took out $10,000 policies on his each of his two children. Okay. 
Then a month before Halloween, he takes out an additional 20,000 on each child. So now they're up to 30,000. Then days before Halloween, he takes out another 20,000. So at this point, you're 50 grand each kid, 100,000 if you knock out both. And this is in 1974 dollars, which is a lot more. Yeah, if I did the math, it would be impressive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) None of us are doing this math. Just the listeners. If you're good at math, you figure it out. I just picture your mom whipping out a calculator as she's listening to this and being like, hold on. I'll let you know. Let me do the math. Um, Okay. So so that's bad enough. So $100,000 on his eight and 10-year-old children. That's a lot. I think that's around what their ages were. Then this motherfucker, he calls the insurance company at 9 a.m. the day day after Halloween, a.k.a. the day after his 10-year-old son died, to ask when he will get the insurance money. Oh, my God. Why are you so thirsty? Mm -mm. Also, I could see – so, like, I could see his logic where he's like, I made this little Timothy. I could take him out. We can make another one. No big deal. Get my money. Bury my son. But, you know (laughs) – but, you know, like, that's fucking sociopath. That's psychopathic. It is. But I could see his, I could see yeah. where he's coming from, but yes, it doesn't. Yes. It's always very important that we, that, that we make sure we relate to these murderers. I mean, I, I was thinking the math I was doing was thinking like, oh, that makes so much sense because if you're taking out bigger policies, you're paying bigger premiums, but the sooner you like kill them, kill them, you're going to get that amount. So as long as you have $200 to make it, you know, through whatever amount, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Smart. Well, not really. Oh, no. He called, the fucking, he called the next day. That's the most obvious you could ever be. Like, your kid isn't even buried yet, and you're like, hey, uh, when am I getting that money? Like, yeah. how do you not know that's going to be fucking shady as hell? And also, I could see, like, if you're, like, weirdly, like, matter-of-factly and don't handle death well, and you're like, okay, we need to do the funeral, we need to do this, but then you don't call the insurance company. You tell the funeral company that you have insurance. Mm. Idiot. Insurance idiot. <laughs> Um, so on November 5th, 1974, Ronald O'Brien, Ronald Clark O'Brien was arrested and indicted on one count of capital murder, which if you don't know, means that you're charged with murder and something else. Hmm. So that takes it from murder to capital murder. And then the punishment is usually much more serious, like death penalty shit. Mm -hmm. But so capital murder and four counts of attempted murder, because that's right. Remember, there were five pixie sticks. So not only was he totally chill with killing both of his children, he also was like, eh, let's make it look like an accident. Who cares if my friend and neighbor's two sons die? Yeah. Who cares if fucking 10-year-old boy from the church Random dies? Random You know him from church, and you're willing to murder him. That's insane. That's how you know he's truly a psychopath, because he has zero regard for literally anybody's like you know existence or well-being yeah yeah i think that might be sociopath they're the same oh okay um we don't have time to get into it we don't (laughs) we'll talk about it there's Um, several books um so of course because he's this fucking bitch he pleads not guilty Mm. because in addition to being a shitty father he's also a fucking idiot the trial begins may of that year Mm -hmm. in or the following year sorry in Houston, Texas, and of the case, the assistant district district attorney, Mike Hinton, said, 
we were all shocked that someone could kill their own son, their own flesh and blood for a lousy $50,000 life insurance policy. I mean, a lawyer with money would say that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I would like 50, I would not kill a child for $50,000. And it's not even a child, it's your child. So you're like, I, th- I just think 50 grand is too low. Oh, I don't think so. It wouldn't even pay off my school loans. What did Timothy really contribute to the world? Not a lot. Maybe he was going to cure cancer. Doubt it. Nah. Well, it doesn't even matter. Not with an idiot I think they, father. I think they already have cured cancer and they're just keeping it from us because then they – so the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies wouldn't get money for all the treatments if they just cured it. Oh, I 100% believe that there's cures that are – I mean, there's already things that are not readily available. Like there's – people who are paralyzed who could be not paralyzed, but yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with male birth control. They can take a pill and the worst thing they have is a headache and it could, I have headaches when I take my pills. I could fucking have a stroke. Like literally because I get migraines with aura, I can't take like normal birth control Mm -hmm. pills because I could have a stroke. I took, I did this from like 18 to 22 when someone finally told me like, Hey, buddy. Oh, yeah. No, I've been doing <laughs> but they're it. They're like, oh, I have a headache. So please end this trial. They even finished yeah. the trial. That's insane. Because the pharmaceutical companies also don't want it to come out because if a man could just take a pill, then like women will stop taking well, all of the- you don't there's just like you don't need these different procedures. There's just all these things that like you don't mm-hmm. need to put money into. You know what? If we dismantled capitalism and the patriarchy. There would be no more, there would be hardly any murders, and no one would kill their sons for 50. money for 50 grand. Um, yes, burn so, it down. That's my so, like conclusion every single episode. It is burn down the system. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think there's already been that conclusion a couple of times within this episode, <laughs> but I like it. God, this is going to take me so fucking long to edit. Okay. Um, Many people testified against O'Brien, such as the coworkers I mentioned before and the chemist store guy. Um, Other coworkers also said that O'Brien had an unusual interest in cyanide and was always talking about how much of it would it it take to kill someone. I also just like that, like, he thinks someone in the general public would know that. I know. Like, what would you do if we were just sitting at lunch and I just was like, how much cyanide would it take in your burger to kill you? Well, and see, then I think the weird thing would be if one of your friends popped up and was like, oh, it would take seven grams. Like, <laughs> That's when you would respond. And then we'd be like, oh, we're both creeps. That's yeah, why we're friends. Exactly. <laughs> so don't go I, asking random people that. I would be more concerned, Jamie, if you said that. Yeah. <laughs> then if I said it. Yeah. Because it's okay that you would joke around, but Jamie, if you said that, you do it. Yeah. Oh, right. I I guess O'Brien didn't necessarily mean to kill the neighbor's kid because (laughs) Bates said, (laughs) Bates, this is the guy he went trick or treating with. He said that they went to that house first when Uh they first got back from trick or treating. And he said his son wanted to eat the pixie stick and O'Brien jumped over a coffee table to grab the pixie stick saying that's too much sugar at night. Shit. So I mean, he didn't want him to die. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, his brother and sister-in-law both testified, uh, against him. And they said that at 
Timothy, the little boy's funeral, O'Brien kept talking about how he was going to use the insurance money, such as taking an extended <clears throat> vacation and buying some things he wanted. Bitch, your house is in foreclosure. Oh, my God. And you're talking about going on a vacation? Nope. Maybe you wouldn't be in foreclosure and have to murder your son in cold pixie stick blood if uh, you were a more responsible spender. Yeah. Yeah. And that's coming from me. And I'm a very irresponsible spender but I, I haven't killed anyone over it. Same. And just like, I just feel like, cause you can look at this and you're like, okay, well like they were, their family with their like assets were sinking. Like they were a hundred thousand dollars in debt. They were going to lose their car in their house. Like he did it. It's like the, um, links, lens, lens. It's something like that. Yeah. Jersey boy. Yes. Yeah. J- list. List. Okay. Yeah. Like him. It's like, oh, well he was trying to no, Cause he wasn't even planning on fucking putting it toward his debt. Yeah. Like this was, complete and like plain and simple greed. Like he just wanted the money. Uh, So it took jury, the jury only 46 minutes to deliberate. Not shocking. On June 3rd, 1975, they found O'Brien guilty of one charge of capital murder, as well as four counts of attempted murder. It only took them another hour. Well, there was never an hour. It only took them an hour (laughs) after that uh, to decide that O'Brien should receive the death sentence yeah capital yeah Yeah, capital capital punishment punishment. Uh, yeah you don't get to enjoy that fifty thousand timmy dollars i'm so sorry elaine but like (laughs) you were sitting back in your chair and then the screen glitched because the internet is shitty right now and then all of a sudden your face was in the screen it was like a scene in a horror movie where like the lights go out and then all of a sudden they're right in your face (laughs) Oh my god, I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. And also you have a sweet face. It wasn't a scary face. It just was like in the distance and then it was like right there. There it is again. <laughs> right there, you just made me think of like finding Dory. Just oh like just like I. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Fucking internet. It's I think good it's that I was fine. <laughs> I I do feel lucky to be born with like a perpetual like baby face because I feel like people are either kind or terrible to me but at least I get the kindness too yeah yeah so in prison inmates referred to O'Brien as the candy man and unlike that beautiful song in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory this was not a term of endearment because that sweet sweet jailhouse justice and uh, sorry, you're not even singing the right word. The candy man can. Yeah. Na, 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 na. But yeah, so I was saying jailhouse. Oh, yeah. Because he killed children. They all fucking hated him. They called him Candyman. You know, I love justice yeah. in any form. <laughs> I think you're a Gryffindor and not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> um, O'Brien appealed his case numerous times, even going so far as the Supreme Court, but he fucking killed a child and almost killed five, so yeah. they didn't care. So on March 31st, which uh, is my sister's birthday, mm. but this was in 1984. <laughs> she was not born yet. Um, and he was put to death by lethal injection. Oh. And so initially he actually was was uh, sentenced to electric chair, uh-huh. but then the Supreme Court ended up ruling that it was unusual punishment. Mm-hmm. So then by the time he was killed, it was lethal injection. Interesting. Did you know that things came out recently that said that lethal the lethal injections that they use are actually like quite inhumane? Oh as yeah, well? it takes yeah. a really long time. And and it's a whole thing because people are companies aren't 
uh, like giving access to the drugs that are in it anymore to like the US. Like they won't ship us them. And so then that like in turn makes because there's their supply cut off is cut off, then the jail uses less of the drugs, which prolongs. Oh, like they can't get enough of them, Shit. so, it so takes it's like them, diluted. Like, yeah, so it's oh, like thirty damn. minutes dying. It's like the opposite of when you want quick. Yeah, or like overpowering. Yeah, drugs. yeah. <laughs> we should go back to just straight up beheading. Probably quick, easy, painless. No, you know, two shots to the back of the head. Squad. Yeah. No, well, not that's even. not a squad. It's just that's a one injection. Person. Execution. <laughs> it was like injection. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, I'm a little. But bit would you think that beheading is faster if it's like all if everything's set up the way it should be? Yeah, because I then you're it is, hitting it's just the, one swift. Well, and you're hitting the aorta, so you're gonna bleed out. Yeah, if you have a good executioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even it, you could use a guillotine too. Yeah, yeah. That's like what a, I'm picturing. That's what I'm guillotine. picturing too. I I don't trust the executioner Mm-mm. because if it's more than one blow, like fuck it, it's the worst. Yeah. But I think if it's like the guillotine, that would be. I think it would be. You wouldn't even know what was happening. Yeah. It would be over so fast. I'm okay. It's with that. wild that we I'm okay just with that too. It's wild that like humans invented all these horrible like death devices. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Back Very to this intrigued. story. So, a hundred, no, three hundred people gathered outside the Texas State Penitentiary because if there's anything people like, it's a good old fashioned execution. Mm. And they shouted "trick or treat" at the penitentiary, and they threw candy at the anti-death penalty protesters. Putting cute in execution. I was gonna say, if I'm there protesting and you throw candy at me, I'm not gonna take that as an insult. I'm going to be so happy. Look, Look, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, I piss you off and I get free candy. (laughs) Oh, and before his death, O'Brien wrote this statement. What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in, in any part in my death Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask your forgiveness, just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us respectively as human beings. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. To those close to me, know in your hearts I love you one and all. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien, P.S. During my time here, I have been treated well by the TDC personnel. Also. No mention of Timmy. Oh, no. I don't know. I thought that was like a straight up like. uh, I'm about to die. That was like a confession and I'm sorry and I feel bad about it. Yeah. That was just a long analogy for it. If I was the ghost of Timmy, I would be like, you couldn't even fucking mention me in your death speech. Fuck you, dad. You're not my real dad. (laughs) Thanks to this case, rumors persisted of tainted Halloween candy, with some people saying to watch out for broken glass, others worried about razor blades or ecstasy pills, the article said, as if anyone would give children free drugs. (laughs) Like, I don't do ecstasy, but I'm just going to take a guess that it isn't cheap. So, like, no one is going to waste their drugs on your fucking kids. Like, that's just never going to happen. I'm not going to give your fucking kids my weed. No, I'm not. Also... When people are like, oh, the powdered candy could be cocaine. No one's giving away free no. cocaine. No cocaine, especially not cocaine. I do not do cocaine. 
just because I know that I'm the kind of person who will immediately die, like that one half percent that will immediately <laughs> like die. Like on Degrassi. I'm like, he did it once. Like, oh my God, I just totally remembered that the last time the person who I won't name was here, he was giving me a speech about why I should oh, do- Oh yeah, I thought that's where you were going. Why I should do Coke and ayahuasca and uh, acid. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to, no thank you. And he literally was giving me a lecture about like, I'm like being like, I'm not living my life and yeah, I need to open my mind. And I was like, okay, drug pusher. (laughs) Like the way Helene that you describe being the one person, the tiny person that would die like with cocaine, that's how I feel with acid for me. I'm like, I'm the one that would die from an acid trip. Yeah. It wouldn't be happy for me. No, 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 no. There's no way. I'm sorry. Like my mind is full of darkness and horribleness. I don't want to open it. Like keep that for as like I had a coworker once who was like heart doing a hard sell on ayahuasca. And I was just like, if part of the ritual is that I'm definitely going to vomit, I don't want to fucking do it. (laughs) No. That sounds absolutely horrible to me. I gave myself my first nosebleed of my entire life (laughs) this weekend because I was so fucking hungover that I was dry heaving and I started bleeding. And I was like, this is what happens to Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge. And I was like, oh, okay. It's coming from my nose. I was hungover today after only having two small vodka sodas, and that's when I had the erotic Donkey Kong dream. I will take this out. I'll send you a Luigi like <laughs> picture that will make that will just fuel your Mario Brothers like erotica. Oh my god, Mario Brothers is so horny. Okay, like now that I've realized it. We're so close to being done, you guys. I only have two paragraphs left. Luigi's butt though is like so sexualized in it. I'm just saying. I Even never, Toad. I never had Even that. Toad. I never had that game. We had Sega, so I played Sonic. And he was just cute. Sonic's cute. No, Sonic was very sexual, too. Oh, he was just oh. like a cute little guy. He was fast. He, like, rolled around. He had his spikes. <laughs> <laughs> you're just try- You're pulling a Joey here. You're just trying to make anything sexual. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to me- about a man killing his son with hol- laced Halloween candy. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's keep it together. And all I want to do is fuck my video game characters. Right. We're almost done, you guys. Okay. Um, oh, this is the final word. Just since Timothy O'Brien, there hasn't been a single case, not one, of a child dying after consuming contaminated Halloween candy. Fun fact. Wow. So that's it. This that's probably where that urban legend came from. Mm-hmm. But there really, it really just never happens. For as much as people are like, there might be you know, blades in your... Some serial killer is missing out on yeah, using I'm that opportunity. I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened more because mm-hmm. maybe not like, obviously not like a Ted Bundy, but like a Jane Toppin. Mm-hmm. I could see like giving out candy and then you just watch everyone get sick and no one knows why. Mm-hmm. She would have loved that shit. Absolutely. There's your happy Halloween <laughs> episode. So go eat a bunch of candy and hope there's no cyanide in it. Or if you're also corner that market... <laughs> Also, if you go to a party and there's definitely someone dressed as Luigi, you should make out with them. (laughs) Yeah. Please leave that part in. I was really excited (laughs) at – oh, at Clifton's. I was super fucking excited because there was a guy dressed as Patrick Bateman. He had, like, a suit on. He was very cute. And then he had the, like, the clear raincoat on and he had an axe. I, I was like, that's so fucking awesome. And then I re- remembered the last time I was that excited. Well, okay, there was one year that someone walked by our drunk um, midnight bake sale mm-hmm. who was dressed as Moe's. 
and he had like a beard and he had in tape on his shirt. It said fear. And I was like, Oh my God, are you moves from the office? And he was like, Oh my God, no, wow. I've been getting it. Cute. But I was going to say the other time I freaked out when I saw someone in a costume was someone at a Halloween party dressed like Dexter. And now I'm like, this is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people want to fuck Dexter. Yeah. But Dexter's so hot. Michael C. Hall is so hot and his voice is so sexy. Like even if you can't see his face and he's just talking, he has one of those, vo- like he does fucking like history channel and truck commercials. Like who? That's the kind of voice in American Psycho. Christian Bale. I just had a moment where I couldn't figure out if it was Jake Gyllenhaal or Matt Dillon. (laughs) What the fuck? Aren't they all very different ages? Yes. (laughs) No, it's Christian Bale. A lot thinner than he's been in in recent years. He bulked up quite a lot after that when he uh, played Batman. (laughs) Um, I saw Batman as a lean superhero yeah i'm so over batman i fucking Uh, love batman except i don't want to watch any of the new ones like no shade on ben affleck but now Uh, it's going to be rob pattinson and i'm just like can you guys just like christian bale was like the ultimate i was like you fucking nailed it don't i'm not saying i wouldn't watch the val kilmer ones or the george clooney one they're all fantastic but like Christian Bale, like with even like people made fun of it, but I thought the like weird voice he did uh-huh. doesn't make sense because he's trying to hide who he is. Yeah, I thought he fucking nailed it. And then to go from Christian Bale to Ben Affleck to Robert Pattinson, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, what? we need a Poison <laughs> Ivy movie. Poison. Oh where's my god, Poison I Ivy fucking movie? love her. Absolutely, she's also just such an environmentalist. Yeah, she's an amazing. But okay, wait. Also, who is the Riddler in the new Batmans? Because they cast someone and it was I was like, that works. It makes up for Robert Pattinson. Was it Ezra Miller? No. Because um, I feel like he would be a fucking good Riddler. I do want to see the joke. Oh, well, you talk about that. Yeah, we should go see it together because it's very emotional. Oh, Paul Dono. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Doesn't that make oh, so much sense? It does. I fucking, that's good, good casting. Good casting. I love him and Zoe Kazan. Too. They're like my dream, like, quirky couple but that is the end of our story and it was it's halloween themed and i hope you enjoyed it and it's gonna take me like four hours to edit because we talked so much have fun i'll be sewing scales while you'll be up editing i will be sleeping because i have work tomorrow morning like everyone else but for me it's (laughs) it's harder yeah it's harder thanks for hanging with us through all of our stupid podcast host problems we switched over to a new one follow us on instagram and twitter I promise I'll tweet something this oh, week. Oh, yeah. You haven't tweeted in a while. But they're all High Crime Pod. Same with our website, highcrimepod.com. Our email, info at highcrimepod.com. Perfect. When people say they can't find my podcast, I'm like, you're just not trying hard enough. <laughs> it's all the oh, fucking same thing. Um, yeah, so that's it. So later, later buds. buds. <laughs> I like your coming late. Yeah.